Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm so happy you're here and I can hear my dog drinking water out of the toilet right now. How are you doing? (laughs) Oh man, isn't that great? As soon as I walk in here and close the door, all heck breaks loose in this house, basically. That's when Cruz decides to wake up. That's when Chris decides to work on something loud. And that's when the dogs decide to do all the things that they're not supposed to do. But what can you do? Such is life in quarantine, I've noticed. Um, yeah, so still in quarantine as I record this. As of right now, it looks like some businesses will be opening up next week and then others will be opening up in June. And other than that, I have no freaking idea. Sorry about that. What is actually going to happen as far as dates, but we're like used to it now. It's really weird. I don't know about you, but Chris and I, we're just like hunkered down home people now, like major homebodies. I mean, the scary thing is, is we thought we were prior to quarantine. And now I think we're just going to be stuck this way because now we're used to not going out to dinner once a week or running around to home goods and Sephora and, you know, just shopping for a bunch of crap that we don't need. <sighs> And here we are. Anyway, um, other than that, I don't really have any other updates for you. In the last, not the last episode, my interview with Tim, but the one before that, the Q&A episode round one or part one, I should say, um, I gave a little update that, you know, moving into the house plus quarantine plus everything going on, I was just in a little bit of a stressful time that specific week. And things are better now. We are getting more adjusted in the home. We still have so much to buy. We have like, we need basically all new furniture, um, still need to get all of that waiting on a lot of things to come in, you know, like little stuff. So it's not feeling like home home just yet, but we're getting there and we're just happy to be here. So other than that, I really don't have many other updates for you. So I say, let's go ahead and dive into the Q&A portion of the program, shall we? Um, By the way, I've said this before, but I feel like you all really like these Q&A episodes. And I say that because I hear that from you often. So anytime that you have a question that you would like to submit, because I'm just going to keep doing these periodically, um, just feel free to DM me on Instagram at Allie Reeves. And I also will do stories and add like a question sticker on occasion as well to get new questions for future episodes, which is exactly how I got the questions that I'm going to be answering today. So I covered half of them in episode I believe it was 59. 
two episodes ago, and I'm finishing them up in this episode, okay? So, question number one, how to get yourself in a goal-oriented mindset instead of just grasping at any lead? Ooh, that's a good one. This is really, really important, and I feel like everybody needs to lean in on this one. All right, so whenever, so this person specifically used the word grasping. So whenever I hear grasping, that sounds to me like you're chasing leads, you're taking or almost like begging for them or, you know, just you're kind of in the air of desperation versus trust and confidence in what you bring to the table. So this is something that for me specifically, it took some practice because, and I don't know what stage of business this specific person is in, but like whenever I was in the beginning stages of my business and I finally had some offers to put out there, I needed sales, right? Like, yeah, I had an ideal client for sure. I knew who I wanted to work with, but more importantly, I had bills to pay. And in the beginning, you're also, you know, you have that going on. You need capital, but also you're excited. Like you just, you need experience and you're excited to get out there and give your value to whoever will take it. Now, I think that this is okay to an extent. And hear me out here. In the beginning of your business, you do need sales. Like you do need to, and this may not be for everybody, but like, I don't think it's realistic sometimes to say no to opportunities that are, that are coming or knocking on your door because they're not like perfect quote unquote, like ideal client fits. Do you know what I mean? Like you need, you need some practice, you need some experience and you need money coming into your business. So what I would encourage you to do is ask yourself, okay, where are you at in your business? If you are in the beginning, give yourself some grace, get that, you know, get that experience because that is something that is going to allow you to grow and get better and increase your prices later on and turn away certain clients. However, after some point, you will want to get more picky with who you take on and you will want to not spend your time chasing people who aren't a good fit for your business and take it from somebody who has worked with her share of what I would call not ideal clients. (laughs) And at the time, it was fine because I was in a position where I needed the sale and that's fine. But deep down, I knew that this person probably wasn't the best fit for me. And it's not like anything crazy happened or anything, but it just ended up being a very, very draining situation where within just a couple of weeks, I was kicking myself for accepting this person as a client. And 
at some point you do want to be cognizant of this and pay attention to this because once you do have the experience and once you are in a better place with your business, if you start chasing or what this person called grasping at every client that comes your way, you are not saving your energy for the right people, the people that are good fits, who are a great fit for your business and just you and your energy. You're giving it off to people who aren't. And you're also like sending out the message that you want more of that person if you believe in the law of attraction, which I totally do. So it's definitely a balance. It's definitely a fine line because like I already said in the beginning, you need your sales. But at some point, you do want to get yourself in you know, what this person said, a goal-oriented mindset where you say, okay, I need this many sales. I see the bigger picture here. This is my dream ideal client. And I'm going to be focusing on the people that fit that mold and serving them and anybody else that comes to me or that maybe I have the opportunity to prospect that doesn't fit that mold, I'm going to let them go so that I can put my energy toward the right person. And anytime that I've ever done that in my business, it's always paid off. Even if at the time I, the bigger part of me wanted to go after somebody that wasn't a good fit. It always works out better the other way. Trust me. And speaking of ideal client and audience, the next question is how to focus on connecting with your ideal client and audience. Ooh, okay. So if anybody here (laughs) has a business online and uses social media to sell whatever it is that they sell, connecting with your ideal client and your audience needs to be one of your top priorities. And Sometimes it feels weird because what this looks like is being in your DMs and talking about things in your stories that aren't business related and responding to all the comments and starting new conversations. And like now I'm used to it, but the person that I feel like I have to explain this to is Chris because he's around me while I'm working or, you know, just throughout the day, I'm always on my phone. Well, yeah, I kind of am. I'm on my phone a lot. And I might be like having or in my stories talking about random things. And he's like, hey, will you stop doing that? And I'm like, babe, I'm working. And it sounds like I'm joking, but genuinely I am working because anytime that I am building a deeper connection with my audience, that will directly benefit my business. And I've seen it happen time and time and time again. So to me, how you focus on doing this and start doing this well is two parts or the at least the two that are coming to mind. Part one of this is first and foremost, making the time. And what I used to do in the past was spend all of my time creating my content, right? Like that's where I would spend all of my day doing that. And then I would go call it a day, do the same thing the next day. And I would respond to DMs and I would respond to comments whenever I had the time, like here and there, but I wasn't super intentional about fostering those relationships. I was almost like taking them for granted accidentally. 
And once I realized how valuable and how much more valuable my audience connection is to me, that's when I realized like, wow, I need to be working this into my schedule. I need to be time blocking time in my schedule so that I can deepen these relationships. So taking the time to respond to as many comments, if not all of them, on your posts, making sure that you're getting back to as many DMs as you can. And I know for people with bigger audiences and really good engagement, that's challenging, but do the best you can. And um, anytime, you know, it, it could be once a week, twice a week, but anytime that you can get into your DMs and start conversations yourself, especially, this is especially for my girls who maybe your engagement isn't very high right now, or maybe you're newer in your business, so you don't have much of a rapport with your audience yet, you don't have to wait for them to come to you. You can get out there and start generating some conversation yourself. So that's the first piece. Make the time, like block it in your calendar like you would any kind of appointment or any kind of task. It's that important should be one of the first things that you do or one of your first priorities at least. And then the second piece of this is, and I was just talking about this in my stories a few minutes ago, when it comes to your stories specifically, which is a prime place to start these connections and camaraderie with your audience, don't just talk about business. And that's a tough one for people to wrap their heads around because they might be looking at their social media as work, which is good because it is. But if you only talk about business, you are going to lose people's attention and your engagement is going to go down. And then they're not going to hear anything about your business anymore because they're not going to want to pay attention. So what I encourage you to do is balance out your content with your business related, which you would be doing anyway, but also some personal content as well. Some fun stuff that's going to get people talking and that's going to hold people's attention and entertain them. And an example that I can use here is last week, I randomly got in my stories. I don't even know where this idea came from. This was not intentional at all. It was just top of mind because it was something that I was going through in real time. And something just popped in my mind to say, you know what, I should talk about this in stories because if I'm dealing with this, I'm sure somebody else is. So I got my stories and I talked about boobs and <laughs> and the problem that I'm having with buying bras now. Now that I'm a mom and I've nursed and I've had a baby, you know, like there things have changed and my bras just don't fit how they normally used to. And it's super frustrating. And I got in my stories and I kind of just like went on a rant about it. And I asked my audience, like, listen, if you know what I'm talking about, where are you buying your bras? Because I genuinely didn't know. And when I tell you, I had my highest engagement on stories from that alone. It, blew, it was mind blowing. Like, I mean, it was just crazy. The amount of women who were 
just kind of laughing alongside me, the amount of women that sent in suggestions, and then also just views in general, the highest that I've ever, ever had. And obviously, bras and boobs have nothing to do with my business. So you might be wondering, okay, that's great. You got high engagement, but how is that helping your sales? It's helping my sales because whenever I did that, I got so many new engagement and DMs from people who have never said one word to me. They might've been following me for a while, but they never like felt comfortable reaching out or saying anything. And I finally struck a chord with these this brand new subset of my audience. This is a new connection. And, you know, we've started, I responded to their messages and now we have like, again, the best way to put it is a connection, right? And this person and all of these people, because they saw those stories and they were engaged with engaging with me, we've kind of bridged this gap in the Instagram algorithm. So they're going to see more of my future stories. And in my future stories, I'll be talking about my business. And because we've already had a conversation, they might feel more comfortable in the future listening to those business stories, asking me questions related to business or signing up for a future program or coaching or whatever it is, or referring me, right? So do you see how that works? You want to get clear on who your ideal client is and serve them really well for whatever industry you're in, of course, you know, whatever business you're in. But the other side of that, which is just as important, if not more, depending on how you think about it, is connecting with them on a personal level as well. Because like, no and trust is everything, especially on social media when you need sales for your business. Okay, so our next question comes from Mackenzie, and she is asking for video marketing tips. And she wasn't specific on like what type of video, so I'm just going to give some some of the best ones that I can think of. All right, so the videos that I make are on IGTV and of course in stories. So what I've been doing that's been working really good for me is, okay, so let's talk about IGTVs first. When it comes to marketing your videos on IGTV and getting the most views and I guess engagement too, the first thing that you wanna make sure that you do is definitely post a preview in your feed. And this is an option you'll see like right before you hit post on that IGTV, there's a little slider thing to post a preview on your feed. You 1 million percent want to do that. Otherwise, you're going to get like no views because I don't know about you, but nobody peruses the IGTV platform or the IGTV area. They don't even have a button on there anymore because so few people want to just watch IGTVs, but they will watch it if there's a preview in somebody's feed and they scroll past it on their feed, right? So that's first and foremost, post a preview. Second thing is I'm a big fan of consistent and eye-catching cover photos. And let me see if I can do my best explaining this, but when it comes to your cover photo, it's showing up in your feed, right? I mean, it's going to show up like in your IGTVs as well, obviously, as the cover. 
But the main reason why you want to use a cover photo is for that preview in your feed. Now, you get two options. Whenever you post your IGTV, you can upload a cover photo that's already made, or you can choose like a still from the video. And chances are that still is not going to be as good as if you were to upload your own edited photo. So you can either upload a, just a regular photo or you can design one specifically for the video like in Canva. And that's what I do. And how do I explain this? I What I'm going to have to do is like I'll probably have to create an IGTV on this because there's really no way to explain this on a podcast exactly how to make a cover photo. It's just too complicated. But go to my Instagram account and just take a peek at my cover photos and you'll see what I'm saying. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say right there. Otherwise, this is going to get way too confusing and I'll just make an IGTV on how to make a cover photo for your IGTVs because there's a little trick to it and there's a few things that you need to know. Um, some other video marketing tips would be edit them down. As short and sweet as possible, the better, especially on Instagram. I feel like when it comes to podcasts and on YouTube and even on Facebook, people will sit through longer videos, but Instagram is such an instant gratification kind of platform. So any kind of video you put on there, you want it to be, like I said, short, sweet, and to the point. So I'm a big fan of taking my stories that I've already recorded and saving them and then turning those into IGTVs because it, you get the highest engagement in your stories anyway. So why not repurpose those and create like an IGTV afterward and post like a week later to make sure that people, one, that it lives on past 24 hours and then two, the people that miss the stories can actually tune into the IGTV. So anytime that I take those stories and I convert them into an IGTV, I upload them in my favorite video editor app. It's called Video Shop. It's free. It is fantastic. And I go through and I, it's a little choppy, but like nobody cares. You want to edit out ums, or parts where you're like thinking, or if you get sidetracked, edit it out and just keep like the meat and potatoes of the message and upload that. And then the last tip that I'm going to add in here for video marketing tips is to add in some element of like an attention grabbing headline. You can do this in your stories. You can do this on IGTVs or any video at all, right? Like whenever you add a title to something, Make it as juicy as possible. That is how you get people to watch ultimately is that first title or like the first line of your caption. And this isn't just for videos. This is for your Instagram posts. Um, like I said, on stories too, anytime that you have something that you're about to talk about that you need your audience to really f dial it in and pay attention to, add a caption that's really going to get their attention right? You can use emojis, um, you know, use your imagination here. But if you don't do that, how are they going to know if they want to pay attention or not? And something that I like a mistake that I used to make is whenever I used to title my videos, I would just title them very literally. 
right? Like for instance, and I still do this <laughs> and I catch myself all the time. I'm like, gosh, I could have made that so much better. But for instance, three ways to, I don't know, make your stories better or something like that. When I could have titled that three ways to make more money in your business, because if your stories are better and more people are paying attention to your stories, your sales will probably be higher because again, engagement begets engagement. If they're paying attention to you, if they're watching you, they're learning about your business, you're building like, no, and trust all the things pours into your business. So what can you use as an attention grabbing title or caption that's going to perk somebody's curiosity and just want to take a little peek see? Like if you can add some mystery to it, you know, what would you want to read? That's probably the best tip that I can give, especially for videos. All right. And the next question comes from Christy and she asks, how do you figure out what your specific message is? We can't all be life or business coaches. Well, Christy, I agree with you, but we all have messages. You don't have to be a business or a life coach to have and share your message. So you know what your message is. You probably just haven't thought about it in the way as it relates to your audience. So your specific message is simply, what have you been through life that you feel like you could share that would add value? Or do you have a unique perspective? Well, you do. You're human, so you have a unique perspective. But what do you believe in? You know, like, and, and by the way, you might have a really unique message, a really unique story to share which is great if you feel comfortable sharing it and you might not. And that's okay too. I think we all put a lot of, this is a general statement, but I feel like a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have this super deep resonant story that is going to change lives that you can write books on, you know, to show up as like that amazing life coach with this really strong message of empowerment and struggle and, you know, whatever. And while those stories are awesome, like if that's you, awesome, that's great but it's not necessary. Some of my favorite accounts that I follow are people who I don't really know too much about them besides like the, the bare minimum, the obvious things. Like she's a mom, she has two kids, she's married. I kind of know the general area where she lives, maybe. But other than that, I love her personality. I love the type of things that she shares in her stories, right? Like she's funny or, you know, this can be anybody. There are a lot of people that I follow that I've bought from who don't have the quintessential strong message of blank or struggle or empowerment or whatever, so what I encourage you to do, Christy, is take the pressure off you. If nothing is coming to mind, you don't have to go and fabricate something to make it work on social media <laughs> and to make money online. 
But what you do have to do is show up as yourself and start there. Just start sharing bits and pieces of your day-to-day life and of your business and little things that you're doing throughout the day, you know, and like I already said, you don't want to make it all about business, but what else can you share? If you're a mom, talk about that. If you're not, talk about that. If you like to travel, if you're decorating your house, if you love to cook, right? One of my favorite Instagram accounts is a bowl full of lemons. And I don't know anything personal about her. Again, I don't know anything personal about her, but she shares like cooking stuff and cleaning stuff. Two things that I hate. I hate cooking. I hate cleaning. But something about the way she shares it in her beautiful home, it's calming And I love it. And she shares so many like household products that I swipe up and I buy all the time. And this directly impacts her business. But she doesn't have like this groundbreaking story, at least that I've heard of. Do you know what I mean? So we all have a message. We all have a story. But it doesn't have to look like blank in order to see success on social media. You just have to show up as yourself, start there. And then I feel like if it makes sense to share more later on, it will be very obvious to you. And I'm sorry if you hear that pounding, I think cruises up and running around upstairs, not alone. He has Chris up there, but anyway, we have one more question to answer. So let's get to that last, but not least, this question comes from Sarah and she asks, How do you identify your ideal client? I do road in fields, so should I target a certain skin concern? You don't have to, Sarah, unless you really want to. I think if you can niche down, that's always a good idea, right? So what this could look like in your specific business, let's say you personally suffer from some sort of skin condition, and I don't know if you do or not, um... But let's say you did, and it meant a lot to you, and Rhode Island Fields was one of the products that actually worked for you, you could niche down and target other women. Like if it was a big enough skin issue to where you can actually find groups of these women or search hashtags or something um, and market to these specific women, that would be wildly successful, if that makes sense. And of course, you can talk about other things too. You don't have to just talk about that skincare concern. But that could be a way to pull in a specific type of audience and then serve those people really, really, really well. But you don't have to do that if you don't want to. So what you could do is when it comes to your ideal client, it's really kind of a mixture of who do you want to work with and who can relate to you, right? So most people want to work with people that are basically like themselves, just a few steps behind, if that makes sense. Like themselves just a couple of years ago because they know what that person needs. They know where that person's at, what struggles they have. And you, when you know those things, you can speak to them very, very well. So if you want to work with somebody like yourself, but just a few steps back, then this will be really easy for you. And I encourage you to fill out like an ideal client profile. Um, if you want to, or, you know, the main thing is, is put yourself in their shoes. What are they struggling with? What type of content other than skincare stuff do they find interesting? What entertains them? 
what stage of life are they in, right? Like get clear on all these things because when you know this level of detail about somebody, you can then turn around and you can address those struggles and those concerns and you can create that specific content that is going to resonate deepest with them. And whenever you can serve them really well, they will want to buy from you because you get them. All right. So again, you don't have to target a certain skincare concern, but like if you don't want to go that route and you're, you're going to just go after somebody who's like you just a few steps behind, what you can do is in your content, you can break up your content to where, you know, maybe for the month of June, you cover rosacea issues. For the month of July, you talk about oily skin. For the month of August, you talk about, right? And you can like talk about these specific skincare issues that are most relevant for like that time of year or something. Because a lot of people will probably be dealing with them, like the oily skin in the summertime. So you can serve them really well and you'll be really hyper-focused on that specific need. Whereas somebody else without that kind of information or strategy is just kind of like, you know, th- blindly putting out content, not really serving anybody super well. Okay, so that does it for today, you guys. Like I said, if you all like these, let me know. Um, if you ever have any questions that you want to send in, you can just DM me at Allie I Reeves. And other than that, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this helped you. If so, let me know that too. Um, Share this out in your audience. If you know anybody who also would find this helpful, that's one of the best ways that you can kind of say thank you if you want to. Um, But other than that, I hope you're having an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.